We've all heard the snarky comments from sales reps about being forced to step over analog dollars to pick up digital dimes, or that digital products aren't profitable. But what if they're wrong about that? In this episode, we discuss whether CFOs believe digital sales are a profitable line of business for media companies. And we're joined by an expert who tells us which digital expenses might be trimmed and where profit margins wind up as a result. Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, bringing you unique insights from two of the industry's brightest analysts and forecasters, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by Rate Optics, the only AI tool for broadcasters that uses data science to make better pricing decisions. And by Seppo, your go-to outsourcing business partner. So, without further ado, here are your hosts, Gordon and Corey. Hello, podcastians. Welcome to the show. I am Corey Elliott, and with me, as always, Mr. Gordon Burrell. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned me in the introduction. We're joined by an expert. It's the first time you've called me an expert. Were you talking about me? I was not referring to you. (laughs) No. We do have an expert. Uh, Todd Handy will be joining us in a couple of minutes. But we've got a number of things, too, actually, only two, to talk about. With regard to surveys, I'm just ex- I'm always excited like a kid before Christmas when we're yes. about to get some survey results and we got two of them going on, right? If you're referring to the local advertiser survey, that's going on right now, gathering, still gathering steam for that. Going to close it out here soon. And then in November, we'll be able to start talking about it. But right now in the field, we have kind of a unique survey, one going out to basically CFOs of media companies to talk about the profitability of digital products. Yeah. And it was spurred by one of our clients, a company that said, hey, what do you know about digital profitability or individual product lines? And we went, hmm, just stuff we might have heard, but it's a big, big question mark, uh, Corey. Lots of people, yeah. as you said in the intro, you know, just don't don't think that digital has much, if any, profit to it. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. We we spend a lot of time with local businesses and understand what they're buying, what they want to buy, what they're spending money on. But the reverse of that is, is that stuff they're spending any money on? making any money from media companies. And that's what we wanted to explore in this survey. It's right in its infancy. It's out there, has a very low base. I know you're itching for results. You can't have them yet. Need more people to answer it, but it just was released. Before we get to the survey itself, I want to introduce Todd Handy. We've known Todd for for quite a while since the days, I guess, Todd at uh, at Deseret Media, and now you are Chief Revenue Officer of uh, Subpo and one of our sponsors. Thank you very much, Todd. Welcome, Gordon. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate you both. Very germane to have you part of this discussion because of the work that you're doing with digital expenses through through Sebpo. I didn't even really know, you know, a company existed until you started with these guys that helps reduce expenses. So we're going to talk about that a lot, uh, Todd, and we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the the questions. So, Corey, let's do that. Yeah, we start off making sure we're talking to the right people, right? The ones who can answer this stuff. But here's a random sample of some of the questions. I know you're going to beg me for the answers right now. So we're asking CFOs, right? Thinking about your company's overall revenue, what portion is directly attributable to digital products and services? 
Okay, it's going to be like 20, 30, maybe even 50% okay. for newspapers. Got that. We know the answer to that, but mm, it'll be good to hear them I'm say. looking at the early, uh, early results. If that's your answer, you are wrong. <laughs> going on. Um, You're not allowed your, to look at the Why don't you let me look at the results? You because never you get goofy and then, and then put it out there as fact, and we don't have a big enough base, and I get mad and throw things. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, Thinking about your company's overall expense, about what portion is directly attributable to digital products and services. Here you go. Does your company have a dedicated financial model or framework for evaluating the profitability of said services? So do they have something that they can look at? I think uh, the early results are kind of surprising. I know that's a dumb teaser, but it is. Can you estimate your company's overall profit margin on digital products sold by your company? Um, and is it EBITDA or, or gross margin? And then let's end with how accurate do you feel your company's profitability measurements are for its digital products? Oh, that's a that's a good one. So let's kind of weigh in. Todd, we'll we'll start with you. Let's start with profit margins. What do you think they'll be for digital products? Well, I would say overall, if you look at the full business from a both traditional and a digital standpoint, they're probably looking in the 40% gross margin range. That would be my guess, somewhere around there. Cable's a little bit higher. They're normally in the 60s. Newspapers around the 50s, broadcasting around the 40s. So I'm going to say somewhere around there. So you're talking about digital products for those entities, right? Well, that I was saying for the entire, both the traditional and the digital uh, in and of itself. Well, let's talk about the talk, digital part. Yep, yep. If you want to talk digital, I'm going to say that Top to bottom, it's going to look like this. Your highest margin is going to be anything that's owned and operated, right? Anything that you have on your site that you own. So I'm going to say, first of all, branded, sponsored content, that's going to be the highest. I'm going to say 80% gross margin. Owned and operated display, probably in the high 70s to low 80s as well. Going down from there, third-party audience extension, maybe 60s, depending on the programmatic source you're getting that from. Marketing services, maybe in the 50% gross margins, SEO, SEM, call it 40s. And then where it really starts to hurt is in audience extension, audio and video, CTV and OTT, probably mm, 20 to 30%. All of these are GMs, gross margins. Why, Why so low do you think for OTT? I'm going to say this, and this is not uh, across the board. There are folks who might want to disagree, and it depends on who owns the inventory. But from a broadcast and a newspaper standpoint, if you're out buying OTT and CTV, you're probably getting clearing rates in the 25, 26 range. You're probably doing well to sell it for 30 bucks. So if you're making four bucks on that, five bucks on that, there are some sources that you might be able to get down to maybe a 20 but it's just a function of uh, supply and demand. And so if you are a broadcast TV company, you've got CTV and OTT. But if you're on the outside from a radio newspaper standpoint, you're just not being able to get the clearing prices that you need to be able to get the margins that you mm-hmm. want and be able to still sell it in the market and have it stick. Hey, Corey, I want to get to a couple of the questions, get your thoughts on them as well, or sort of the hypotheses. But let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back after the break. I wanted to talk particularly about, and don't peek at the results. Just tell me what you think. (laughs) Um, Is anybody accounting for office rent and corporate overhead, you know, when they're doing uh, digital expense, P&L? And then the big one, Okay, what's the, and I have an opinion on this, what's the confidence level of CFOs in the profit margin calculations? So let's get to those right after the break. 
Need to keep up with declining ad revenue, talent retention, or cumbersome task work? Looking for an overall better way to work? Meet Sebpo, your go-to business outsourcing partner for increasing bandwidth, saving money, and optimizing your business so you can stay ahead of the ever-changing media industry. Learn more about how Sebpo can help you scale, save, and succeed by visiting sebpo.com slash Burrell today. That's S-E-B-P-O dot com slash Burrell. If you're still using outdated ad tech or relying on gut feel to sell modern day media, it's time for a change. Rate Optics is the revolutionary pricing and sales analytics tool that will transform the way you price inventory and negotiate with clients. With cutting edge AI and data science at its core, Rate Optics serves as your centralized pricing hub and streamlines how rates are managed and accessed across linear, digital, political, and more. Join the dozens of broadcasters that use Rate Optics to make better pricing decisions faster. Contact us at revenueanalytics.com slash Burrell. That's revenueanalytics.com slash Burrell. So, Gordon, you asked before the break, you asked, what did I think they were going to answer about like rent? Do they track and maintain, uh, look at rent as far as a cost, correct? Right. Yeah. My guess is without looking is probably not. That's what I would say. What do you think? They count any type of corporate overhead? Maybe some of them do. I bet you the bigger, bigger, yeah, but I bet okay. you most of them don't. Okay. But I don't they know. Got a, they got a cameraman and a reporter in the route shooting on a scene and they use a clip from that over on the digital side <laughs> and they sell $50,000 worth of advertising sponsorship around, you know, that. Are they accounting? Are they accounting for the cameraman salary and the reporter salary on the digital no. expense? No. Oh, well, there you go. Now, I do think that that's, that's going to be an issue and where the legacy side of the business is probably bearing all of the costs for that content and probably the office rent overhead, things like that. So, anyway. which, which begs the question too, then it goes right to, okay, if you're not, whether you are or not, how confident are any of these guys, the CFOs in their models? in their margin calculations. Are think? they very confident or not? And here's the thing, because we all take pride in our work, I bet you what we're going to see is that a lot of them are pretty confident. Well, they're going to be confident in the calculations because numbers, you know, don't lie, right? Right, um, right. But I think uh, the, more, the greater question is, does it provide anything of, of great value? It, it, it'll provide something of value, but great value. Todd, what do you think? I'm going to say, listen, these CFOs are smart. From a traditional side of the business, they're going to probably be a nine. But when it comes to the digital side, I'm going to say they're probably going to be a little more skeptical, a little concerned. I'm going to say they're probably a six on a scale of one to 10. All right. So let's say they get this and the results are kind of disappointing and that, you know, the gross margins are far lower than the core product and the EBITDA, you know, is is paltry, maybe even single digits, um, maybe low double digits. Where do they cut, Todd? You you know this from your work at, at Subpo. What do you target first for expenses? What are you seeing? First of all, you need to deliver in full all of your campaigns. The worst thing you can be doing is doing make goods, right? Where you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul. You're pulling revenue from next month into this month. You're also looking at potentially higher turnover, attrition of your advertisers if you're not fulfilling. So you need to make sure you're fulfilling, that you've got the staff to be able to optimize and fulfill your campaigns. 
you got to make sure that you're consolidating your ops resources, taking advantage of other low-cost labor markets, labor arbitrage, making sure that you get your headcount off the books, eliminating overhead and SG&A and so forth, getting as much as you can out of your recruiting and your training costs, making sure that you're either retaining your employees or that you're putting that on an outside agency that can help you with that. And then uh, I call it CORE, C-O-R-E. It's the cost of rework and error, making sure that you're getting all of your inefficiencies out of the business. All of those things, to me, are going to help you to decrease your expenses. Are there examples of specific digital products that come to people come to you and you, you go, well, there's one really obvious one where you're spending way too much here. We need to help you outsource that, or we see a lot of results, you know, doing this differently. What yeah, rises to re- the top in terms of a product that just has too much expense associated with it by somebody not experienced? Yeah. So it's not really from a product standpoint, it's across the board. Um, it comes down to your operations teams and yeah. everything that's associated with that. It's saying, hey, look at these folks that you have who are doing a great job, but you can get these offshored. You can get uh, take advantage of low-cost labor markets. You can get the SG&A that goes along with that all off of your books. So you really are focusing on the product itself and your cost of goods sold, everything else that goes along with that. Now, if you want to talk about specific products, it's anything that obviously is not your O&O. Anything that you're bringing in that's going to be an SEO, SEM, where Google is taking the biggest portion of that, or anything else where you're bringing in partners along that line. Your own and operated is always going to be the best that you're going to be able to get from a margin standpoint. What do you say to those those people out there who say, yeah, but you can't cut your way to profitability? It takes money to make money, right? You got both sides of that. You can't. <laughs> you can't cut your way to profitability. You've got to be able to have the top line revenue. But if you don't have the revenue, obviously, then you don't have anything else. So it is a chicken and an egg. But the, you've got to be able to drive the revenue first. It, this is your growth business that you're talking about from a digital standpoint. It is not your traditional business. You will not enjoy the high margins you've had on your traditional business. You have to understand that you're going to have lower margins. It isn't just the case of, hey, we'll make it up in volume, right? You've got to be able to get profitability in there as well. But if you're not in the game from a digital standpoint, someone else is eating your lunch. So you've got to be able to get in the game and then work your way into that profitability And certainly it's going to come from the cost of goods sold, but then the cost of sales itself. What can you do to get headcount off of the books? What can you do to decrease your incremental costs of labor? Hey, Todd, wanted to give you a quick chance, maybe 30 seconds to plug uh, Sebpo, how people get in touch with you and the company and, you know, what Sebpo does. Yeah. So we're going to help you to either uh, generate incremental revenue or we're going to help you to decrease your expenses. And hopefully we're going to be able to do both of those for you. So you get a multiplying effect there. We put together what we call an EBITDA calculator for anybody who's interested. Anyone who wants to reach out to me, you can reach out to todd.handy at sebpo.com. Just put calculator in the subject line. I'll send you an EBITDA calculator that I can help you to go through that'll help you understand probably how you're going to get a 55% decrease in your expenses in year one. And over three years, it's uh, probably mm, low 50s because in the first year, you're going to get rid of your recruiting costs and so forth. 50% decrease in your expenses that we can help you with. I'll send you the calculator and we'll talk through it if you want. Excellent. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for being a sponsor. Uh, we mm. appreciate Seppo being on the show. And I want to thank Joe with the Media Financial Management Association. They are fielding that survey for us. 
for the, the CFO survey. Yeah. So like, as Corey said, hope to get the results of that probably late November. And Corey, I think it is your turn for the word of the pod. Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the word of the pod. It's your yeah. idea, but uh, so it's your title. Sure, let's, let's, let's review them. We've got some feedback. People seem mm-hmm. to like them. Stercoracious, Ster, S-T-E-R-C-O-R-A-C-E-O-U-S. Great word to use. Uh, Ultra crepidarian. I think that one was yours. Yep, and you applied yep. it to me. Yep. Thank you very much. You yes. Here's another <laughs> word of the pod. And pother. Yes. That was a good yes. one too. Pother. It sounds like bother, but it's spelled with a P. So. Yeah, but it's, okay, pother. it's Shakespearean, smarty. actually. Oh, okay, mm. smarty pants. Bet you can't use them all in a sentence and end oh. with your new one. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I I think I can. I think I can. But but first of all, here's the word of this podcast. The word ready? of the pod is parsimonious. Ooh. That's parsimonious. Okay. Yeah. Corey, Corey, you're a genius. That fits yeah. perfectly into the discussion about CFOs. <laughs> See? Genius. 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 Okay, Corey, use them all in a sentence. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a sentence, but how about this? Gordon, you're such a pother on every show, but I'm glad Todd is here. It's refreshing to have someone who's not an ultra carpidarian and who's not as decoracious as you. Ooh. And not so parsimonious with intellect. How about that? Okay, you got me. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thanks. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Sebpo and by Rate Optics. If you like our podcast, please patronize our sponsors. If you have submissions or ideas for future shows, or if you'd like to be a guest, email the hosts at podcast at Associates.com. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, give us a thumbs up or a like on your favorite podcast platform or on LinkedIn.